You are listening to Kaplowitz Radio, a Kaplowitz Media production. Kaplowitz Media, cigars, coffee, wine, written reviews, spoken views, www.kaplowitz.xyz. Have you Kaplowitzed today? I am Kaplowitz, and uh, this is Kaplowitz Radio, episode 190, entitled Secret Influence. Be sure to check out the World Wide Web headquarters of Kaplowitz Media at www.kaplowitz. This week, we have Mike Weinstein talking FDA as it pertains to cigars, and Yiddish theater as it pertains to nothing. Also, Darren Chaffe of Principal Cigars speaks to the setting sun and speed smoking. Also, last but not least, depending on who you ask, Kevin Moss of Stolen Throne Cigars on bidets in Germany and selling cigars anywhere. But first, I give you a word from our sponsors. Illusione Cigars D in flavor D in your mind. Illusione Cigars Deep in flavor deep in your mind. Illusione Cigars Deep in Flavor Deep in Your Mind Illusione Cigars Deep in flavor, deep in your mind. Illusione Cigars. Dot com. And GTO Cigars from Tabacalera GTO Dominicana are made from uh, the finest aged first generation Cuban seed tobacco and meticulously crafted by some of the most experienced rollers in the Dominican Republic today. Not yesterday. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Today. And that's when you should go visit gtodominicancigars.com. And Stolen Throne Cigars, if you haven't yet grabbed their Crook of the Crown, Capitalist Media Co. Cigar of the Year, then try on their new offering, Call to Arms. Look. For Stolen Throne Cigars on your preferred social media platform, as long as your preferred social media platform is Facebook. And now, that brings us to it being time for live from the Debonair Athenium. 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 Athenia. Athenium. Presented, of course... 
by Debonair Cigars. Visit Debonair Cigars at www.debonairhouse.com. Today, on uh, this week, I should say, I'm live from the Debonair Athenaeum. I'll be reading Shakespearean Sonnet number 15. Just quite a bit over a hundred left to go, gentle persons. But here we are, number 15, Shakespeare, Sonnet. When I consider everything that grows, holds in perfection, but the little moment that this huge stage presenteth not but shows whereon the stars in secret influence comment. When I perceive that men as plants increase, cheered and checked even by the selfsame sky, vaunt in their youthful sap at height decrease, and wear their brave state out of memory, then the conceit of this inconstant stay sets you most rich in youth before my sight, where wasteful time debateth with decay to change your day of youth to sullied night, and all in war with time for love of you, as he takes from you, I engraft you new. DebonairHouse.com And now, on with the shoe! Hey, Mike, how's it going? How you doing, Cap? In Soviet Russia, mold break you. <laughs> no. You don't fit in it. If you it, don't fit in the mold. I don't fit in my own mold, Mike. I'm a man without a mold. Which uh, is strange, because living in a Pacific Northwest, you would think I would have no shortage of mold. But I'm, of course, speaking of a different mold. <laughs> And uh, you as know, as long as it's not on your cigars, as long as it, no, isn't that just plume? <laughs> is, isn't that just a mythical? <laughs> hey, everybody, check out how much plume is on my cigar, <laughs> and it's so nice and fuzzy, it's great, it's even in the foot, it's fantastic, it's all over. I'm so good at uh, pluming, yep. Uh, and anyway, so so mold uh, going to plug this in coming out of the intro. I had hyped a little something different from Capitalist Radio for episode 190, this being it. But then again, it is 190, but it isn't anything different. I, uh, I was trying the last few days to cobble something together a little different. It became a bit unwieldy. And uh, here we are with uh, with Mike back in. Uh, see who else pops in on short notice it should be a fun show nevertheless and and we do actually have something rather significant in the cigar industry to address yep. mike 
and I know you know what I'm talking about. So why don't you? Uh, you're the news guy around here, around these so, parts. So there has been a ruling that basically knocks out the upcoming date. I think it was September 9th. Right. Uh, that was the requirement to have all of the paperwork in for all the different cigars and all the different Vitolas and all the different brands for substantial equivalence. Every skew. FDA. Every skew. Every skew. Right. And, uh, that, mean, that means even different size packages lots of, of the same exact cigar. Right. There were, there were three ways. And this has been something we've been looking at for a long time. And uh, there were three ways to address it. Well, there were several ways to address it. But it, metaphysically, you could ignore it and hope it went away. And if that was your ploy, both fuck you and congratulations. And right. uh, because I have, uh, yeah, I have a a minor bone to pick with that. The other thing you could have done would be to try to figure out exactly what the FDA wanted and supply it to the best of your own ability. And the third way would have been to lawyer up, have your lawyer work with the FDA, the FDA again, not being clear as to what they actually wanted ultimately, which got the case right. essentially thrown out. Uh, and, uh, uh throw money out right and and again and so as is it the case in so many situations the guys who made out with the money the lawyers right in the long run right because i don't think they're offering uh money back there will right. be no refunds would be my guess right so it's... people so so many cigar manufacturers either spent a lot of money paying people to prepare the documents for them or a lot of their own time and effort preparing the documents themselves, like you said, to the best of their ability because they had no guidelines whatsoever. No, no. Um, not even a form that you could fill in. I mean, it, 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 was, <laughs> it was a mess. It was ridiculous from the start. You, mean you couldn't just go on the internet and click on a couple of things and submit it that way? Uh, no, sadly. Um, uh, we're talking pages and pages per skew, maybe 20 pages per skew. I've heard people, you know, getting there. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's gone, but it's not gone. Um, basically, Judge Mehta, he uh, sent, uh, he kicked it back to the FDA and sent them back to the drawing board. So, so he basically called them out. Exactly. Which he would have had to, wouldn't he have? Uh, I would think so. So, I mean, that how, how can they have these demands when they have no list of demands? Right, right. And an arbitrary date that you had to, you know, you it, it's the grandfather date, the grandfather date, the predicate date. It was a right. shit fest from the beginning. It's a shame it went to the essentially the last hour. You know, yes. and uh, and again, a lot of people in panic at the last hour have been preparing all this stuff. Right. And then there's the contingency, which I, I know some people, so I should be somewhat careful that they were just going to be out if this came to fruition. They were white knuckling Throw it. in the towel. Yeah, they were white knuckling it that exactly what would happen would happen, hoping for the best. And they got it. Uh, how do you feel about that? Like, uh, 
for, for my. Uh, okay, so if the guy was so sure that he needed to go out of business, why should this change it? Precisely. Precisely. That would be my feeling on that point. What drives this industry is purportedly a passion. And if you have a passion for something, you do what needs to be done to continue that passion. Right. And whether it's trying to figure it out yourself, whether it's calling a friend, whether it's calling a friend who is an attorney, whether it's calling an attorney that you don't ever consider to be a friend, you try to, you need to get this done. You don't even try. This has to be done. Because as far right. as there's no, no question, right. Judge Meta is not going to come along and say, oh, never mind. And if you haven't done it by now, I got to think you weren't going to do it. And you're one of those guys that were just hoping for the best. Right. September 9th was the drop dead date. It no longer is. I was kind of curious what's and I am first. I'm glad this went away. This was a travesty. This was bullshit. This was nonsense. Part of me was looking forward to viewing the landscape on September 10th. Who was right. still there? Who Well, and then, and then you have and then you have to say, well, if if they didn't submit the papers, how long is it going to take for the FDA to catch up with them? That's the other thing and and that's why this whole thing is virtually virtually unenforceable. Uh, are well, they even, even send even, Elliot even, Ness around to every brick right. and and, and even more than this, from the other side of it, they did not have a machine to test what they wanted to test from the sample cigars. <laughs> so there's no machine that the manufacturers could go to and say, hey, try this out. Let me know what the results are. There is no machine. Right. And that wasn't even this first step. That was maybe the second step. The, the, the but, next but phase. But they couldn't go very far with the whole process. It, it was a fishing exposition. Right is what it was. That's how I read it anyway. That's how I've read it. Well, maybe they hoped everybody would just fold up and go home. Well, yeah, I ju- and people were ready to. And that yeah. really leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And I'm not going to put anybody out there, but I've been talking. I don't often talk publicly about this kind of thing because, quite frankly, I don't think it's very entertaining. I, I, I okay. don't posit myself to be a cigar industry journalist. I'm not William Cooper. I'm not Half Wheel. I'm Kaplowitz. And right. um, I try to fit a, a, fill a different niche. But Infotainment. Infotainment. But behind the scenes, I do speak to people. I do, uh, I don't want to say consult, but we shoot the shit. We try to figure out what's going on. And this was how I did see it playing out. I didn't see it waiting this long, but I guess that was par for the course, apparently. You know, he gave them ample opportunity to figure right. out what the hell they were doing. It's not like he's, uh, he being meta. It's not like Judge Meta is like the patron saint of premium cigars now. He just couldn't, he had nothing to work with. They refused to give him anything to work with. And, you know, they have so much more important things. We're in the middle of a global pandemic and the FDA is worried right. about premium cigars. Right. While everybody is stuck at home with nothing else to do. Right. So it's it, it, at the end of the day, though, it's gone, but not really. How gone is it? It's still looming. The FDA still has within their authority to come back with something. Right. It, it's now now it's a question of how much 
money and effort are they willing to now throw at this thing when they've been losing these battles? Which is interesting because when I do speak publicly, I kind of, not kind of, I do, I'll own it. I, I throw shade, as the kids say. I don't know if the kids still say that. But um, <laughs> I've thrown shade on the PCA, the IPCPR, CRA, right. for not doing enough. But if you don't know what you're fighting exactly, if you're fighting some yes. entity that means you harm, what are you going to do, stand there flailing about? Right. Some, some sort of directed attack. Yeah, it's so. So at the end of the day, I'm going to do a horrible job at surmising exactly what we're looking at or what the cigar industry is looking at. We're, we're, we still don't know, but there's no drop dead date. There's no paperwork necessarily. And now we're not even getting into yet flavored cigars. Right. That's a whole other story. It's a whole other story. And, and, that's, and, that's, and that, from my understanding, what I've heard is the reason that those big four guys, or part of the reason, certainly, that they left the uh, IPCPR or PCA, whichever it was at the time. Right. Uh, because the, the PCA defense mechanism was for premium, regular, ordinary cigars, not the the flavored, enhanced in, in any way. Infused, uh, conditioned. Right. They, didn't want it. they were not supporting them in lieu of the standard premium hand-rolled cigar with no unnatural additives. Right, which is a different beast entirely. It's a beast I don't smoke. It, 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 but the news is what we've said. But is it the, the news again is we're not looking at a day of reckoning on the ninth, but we are looking at another time span, which we've had several decades worth of. We just don't know what's right. going to happen. But, but I think, or I, at least I hope, that this breather gives us a chance to regroup and perhaps come up with a better plan overall, something they should have been doing, to the, like you said, the last 10 years. But maybe this breather gives us a chance to reorganize. Yeah. I yeah. don't know who's going to do that, though, because <laughs> we're running out of people to help. Right. Right. I, I mean, talking about the PCA, they, they're all but furloughed, every person there, except for, what, two? That's what I heard. So... The two guys that know. had the idea about the special cigar branding. <laughs> right. Right. On that text meeting, that uh, how I envision that happening. <laughs> oh, I thought it would at least be a Zoom. Yeah, sure. Zoom. Right. Zoom. Yeah, that's what everybody's doing. That's the cool thing. And, and as a side note, Zoom is named Zoom because Zoom is how fast all your sensitive information gets sent to China, apparently. Or wherever. It's, it's an interesting platform, Zoom. It's yeah, it, it, TikTok it, was the Chinese one. Is TikTok the Chinese? Is Zoom yeah. is Zoom Russian? I thought Zoom no, was Chinese I don't know. Zoom, too. Zoom I don't just, know. Yeah, it, it was never used the way it's been used recently, and people found that there were little holes in it that they could sneak in and do stuff. Yeah, well, so and, that's what the bad and, guys and it's they been prepared for this kind of a, of an avalanche. Zoom has been banned previous pre-COVID from the, I believe the entire New York state board of education. 
because uh-huh. they they were a little loose with giving away information and whatnot, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's that's not what the show is about. Definitely, I can't speak to that in any kind of an intelligent manner. But um, well, I know yeah. I know my wife. The there the schools there. It's all uh, it's all on the Google platform. It's all on the Google, which of course right. is flawless. Google meets, and, I think. Yeah, I don't know Google. Google <laughs> Google is the world's biggest operating in beta. Right. organization because right. oh well, it's gone yeah. it's just have, we'll start this it's gone hangouts uh well hangouts you know. became meets right and 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 google right. podcasts is what happened to google play and they just drop stuff and and anyway right. anyway right. But my wife, they, they have no choice in the district because all the kids have chromebooks so yes, I mean, they're, same they're here. locked they're locked into that google uh ecosystem machine ecosystem yeah right. so a- anyway what are you smoking i'm just finishing up something new for me a cherry it is oh. the uh, uh it's from esteban carreras and it is the 13 year age tabano uh, uh, 13 years that's what it says on the band wow that's not bad not bad at all very smooth smoke quite delicious uh, about a medium in intensity, maybe a medium plus here towards the end. Hmm. Very nice. A bit well, of spice, you know, typical Habano, but I, I, I'm not sure if it's a Nicaraguan Puro, but it's uh, very nice. Very nice. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's an Ecuadorian Habano, so certainly not a Puro. And right. And and I'm just about to put the fork in uh, this Dapper Cigars uh, Desvalido which is ah. a new offering from them. And I've written about it at, you know, caplets.xyz. So I'm not going right. to bore everybody with that. They can go check it out, but it's a, it's a good stick. It's a little something different from them. And um, I've been enjoying it, even though my morning has been horrid. But yep. uh, again, I can't complain. You know, I, I yep. nobody it. listens. Nobody listens. <laughs> so I don't it, bother. I've given up on that long ago. How how many uh, speaking of new cigars? How many new cigars do you foresee flooding the market now? Um, well, all the stuff from IP from I'm sorry from the PCA this year that would have been there is <laughs> that didn't coming happen. out now. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just wondering if we're going to see in a few months like a whole flood of just uh, here's something. Here, here's yeah, this. Well, the 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 things that I hear echoed are the concern of things out too soon. In other words, they depleted their inventory. They're making more cigars. Are they really aging them as long as they should be? Because they need to get stuff out on the market before people forget about them. Right. And, and you know what? There's the threat of a cigar shortage. Right. And, and the, other, the other bit of news that we didn't discuss was involved Steve, Steve Saka. Mm-hmm. Good, good friend of the show. Right, right. Uh, Sponsor has, of Capitalist Media. He has announced that he will not be opening any more new accounts. Yes. Which, geez, that, that speaks volumes. I wasn't even prepared to talk about the upcoming or possibly potentially upcoming cigar shortage. But, um, yeah, speaking of not rushing stuff, and yeah, it, it, I listened to a very interesting podcast, which you were not on, Mike. I found a podcast... <laughs> 
after uh, several attempts so I, I was that you were not on. Gonna mention, I was wondering if you were going to mention me stepping out on you. <sighs> you know, <laughs> I got to spread my wings a little. I want you to spread your wings and fly. You know, uh, Mike. I thought it was a very good educational podcast. And, and you were the professor. <laughs> and you yeah. were the professor. And I got a shout out, so I can't complain. I can also say that I made a friend. But, okay. um, but uh, you know, I don't, I'm not in the business of making friends. Right. Which is good because I would be out of business, quite frankly. Well, you, you might have made another listener. Ah. Don't know. I okay. don't know. I would have to. We'll, we'll I, I might have to dumb my show down a little bit to hit their demographic. Yeah, I, I know, but I, I, I thought they might enjoy the stuff with Dion. I thought that's very eclectic. That's true, and and they were very cute when they said that they're outside of the ordinary. That they just talk about. They don't talk about what? Did, what did they say? They don't. They don't review cigars. They kind of talk about talk them. Talk about them, right. It's the Retro Hell podcast, and that's enough of a shout-out for them. Right. I, you, you tasked me to listen to your appearance there. You did quite well for yourself from what I heard. I quite honestly had to tap out. It is what it is. Okay. Yep. It is what it is. They, uh, they're a little country. I'm a little rock and roll. <laughs> yep. You know. I, the one thing I was happy about is that they didn't start talking sports. You steered them away from that. Behind. You steered yeah, them away I, from that. I, I was willing to listen if they had stuff they wanted to talk about, but that's okay. I'm glad they didn't. It did, now, did you stay on the whole show? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right till the end. Wow. I was the show. You were? <laughs> they, they should call it Weinstein Radio. Weinstein Radio. It has a ring to it. I want my Weinstein radio. <laughs> I like it. Not enough to pursue anything of it, but I like it. You know, you, you spread, spread <laughs> I, I your wings. Pursuing, I don't think I'll pursue it much. Either. You spread your wings and you fly. Just avoid the sun. You don't want to get too right. close to that. Don't, don't. Yeah. But and, my anyway. My wings will melt. Anyway. Anyway. And uh, so, so that's it. I mean, a lot of people are kind of partying it up now and i'm always a little bit on the negative side and i don't it's not that i don't see a reason to be happy we should be happy but we're still kind of in a purgatory back to the fda stuff yep absolutely i mean it's 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 a a breather i i don't know if they're gonna come back after being beaten down like this Uh, i mean that was pretty harsh stuff that that made that judge meta said yeah, and, and and if they do, it'll be years, right? So, I, which is I, good again, news and bad news because again, looming, 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 right, right, and 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 it's and it's a mystery now altogether. At least before there was a date, right, right, which did get moved and then ultimately thrown out, and it just right. just everything you would expect yeah, from a government like organization. Two- wasn't it supposed to be like two years ago originally or something and it kept getting pushed and pushed? I'm from the government and I'm here to help. 
yeah. uh, those words don't seem to go together. No, they don't. They don't. But so so party it up, I guess. There's like I said, there's not not a reason to be ecstatic, depending on. I, I mean, but but what do you do? You you drop the wad of money, maybe. Yep. On attorney fees, class action not, lawsuit. Not necessarily something to 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 cheer about. Right. Think of what you could have done with that money. You could have given some money to Kaplowitz Media for Christ's sake. You could have become a sponsor, and so, an advertiser. So do all these other little guys kick themselves in the ass and say, "I should have been like X Y Z and just not do anything"? But yes, I guess so. Yes, but. Hindsight is what a, 2020. What a bad lesson. It's a dangerous lesson to have been taught because yep. they might just come back and everybody here, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a tornado is coming. A tornado is coming. Hide in your basement with your freaking weather band radio and your big bucket of water. And then right. it misses you. And then the next time a tornado is coming and the tornado siren blows, everybody's like, ah, Fucking missed us the last time. Uh, I'm not doing crying, that. Crying wolf. Exactly. So I don't know. I don't know what we're looking at. I don't know what the next time is going to be. But if there is a next time, I can't imagine it'll be handled this poorly by the FDA. Yeah, hopefully they're more prepared. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, I'm saying our guys, I mean, not them. They'll be more prepared. Well, so in, in a way, you prepared. have to hope the FDA is more prepared so we could be more prepared. Well, or vice versa. We have to be prepared in case they are. Yeah, but this is not a proactive industry. This is a reactive I know. I know. industry. It's a conservative industry. And I, don't, I barely mean politically. I mean, just uh, we, we see what's going to happen and then we respond. That's, right. that's it. We're reactionary yeah. and, not, and not very great at it either. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's the news. And uh, this is sounding a lot like a regular old Kaplowitz radio. <laughs> uh, at least from my point, it is. For, from your point, from your professional opinion point. Yeah, right. yeah. You're going to send the other guys uh, this to listen to. I, I think they're going to. I don't think they like me. Oh. Uh, I may have called one of them I'm... a meathead. <laughs> okay. Let, let's be and honest, I, know, I, I did. Know, I, okay. <laughs> In public? No, 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 no. No. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, I guess now. <laughs> you pulled it out of me. Uh -huh. I didn't realize I was on a hot seat here, Mike. We, we talked about you a bit more past the spot you stopped. Good. Good. All good stuff, I'd imagine, unless they edited it afterward. I don't know. I, I, no, I heard it. I heard the final version. So that's yeah, they great. Edit it out. That's yeah. good. That's good. Because that, that could have yeah. went wrong. Oh, absolutely. That could have went wrong. <laughs> but I, I mean, I had them listen to the, that last episode, the end part with me, because uh, I wanted them to at least have some idea what they were asking for when they invited me on. Right, right. And, and they did they, ask. They, they asked me. They, they sent me at the, at the 11th hour. One of them sent me. I can't remember the guy's name. He, he sent me a Facebook message. Do, do, you, do you have any inside jokes we could spring on him? And I right. said uh, something to the extent of uh, write your own shit. <laughs> Meathead. 
Yeah. There you go. Right. <laughs> I think I handled it well. Good. Very on brand. Yes. You know, that's important. I, uh, gosh, you know, I want to be happy, Mike, like everybody else. Let's just, let's, uh, the cigar I just smoked that's now sitting, it's nub is sitting in my ashtray. I smoked that in, uh, as a victory. It was, a, okay. in retrospect, I'm deeming it a uh, congratulatory cigar. Fuck the FDA and uh, all that stuff. And, uh, and Jesus, Mike, thanks for bailing me out here. Because I tell you, <laughs> I got artsy. I got scary weird trying to, trying to break the mold of Kaplowitz Radio. Uh, oh, it's, uh, it was, it was, oof. Mm. I was reading poetry. <laughs> I did a magic trick partway no through. No more sonnets. I'll tell you what, sleight of hand is nothing on a podcast. I realized after <laughs> recording my sleight of hand routine that lasted 24 minutes. I was oh, like, wait boy. a second, this is a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what will save this? A little bit of Yiddish theater. 42 minutes of Yiddish theater later, I realized, you know, this might not be the way to go. <laughs> okay <laughs> so i called my good friend and he was busy so then i called you mike and uh, thank you no actually i called uh called reggie um scott i called john i called like and they four, were all busy huh? four to six people no busy. Uh, becky i go are uh, uh, you eight uh, not, not, I called, not, you were, I called 11 people and, uh, oh, thank so I'm you. the even dozen. You're, you're the, you're the dirtiest of the dozen, Mike. <laughs> and I dragged you into this hellhole with me and I thank you, but we're happy because the FDA is off our case for a little bit and I'm getting right. weird again. So I, I think I'm going to stop this. I don't know what else is in this show. I, I, I was way down the road of having episode 190 all done until I realized, wait a second, the sleight of hand, the Yiddish theater, the God, I, I did a crossword. The sleight, of, I, the I, sleight I, of hand, you need a good baseball radio announcer. I did. <laughs> it's a great day to pull two rabbits out of a hat. No. And, uh, and then I did a dog training montage and that didn't go well. Well, that might have been a little more fun than the Yiddish theater. This well, it depends on who you are. If you're a nine-year-old Jewish man, you would have got a kick out of what I was doing. That's true. Mm. It would have been great, but I don't think a lot of ninety-year-old Yiddish men are podcast listeners. And uh, then I did a crossword puzzle for about four hours, um, and oh Jesus, it was bad. It was bad, you know. But this is good. This is good. This is strangely good. I appreciate this. I'm really at sure. this point trying to kill it. Can 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 you? Well, it's it's been nice, Cap. Have a good day. It's all right. Thank you. But before I let you go, yes. Now nah, I'm joking. Get out of here. <laughs> all right. You are listening to Kaplowitz Radio, a Kaplowitz Media production. Kaplowitz Media, cigars, coffee wine, written reviews, spoken views, 
www.kaplowitz.xyz. Darren Chaffee is back with us. Uh, finally, it's been many a moon, more moons than I'd meant to have. Yeah, man. That. Happy be here. Yeah, you know, I've wanted to have you on. It's really hard for me to, you know, go back. It's always go forward. It's always go forward. It's always new things. It's always, mm. it's always what's next. And that's kind of why I wanted to have you on because we have been staying in touch. And thanks for giving me the time of all that. And we spoke yesterday about the FDA stuff and everything that happened, which I already addressed previously in this show. And um, you said something that I kind of knew, but never really unpacked, never really sat down with, never really came to grips with because, you know, didn't seem all that necessary. But the way you said it triggered something in me. And that's why you're back here. And again, thanks for the time. But I said that it's just kind of like we're in a purgatory now. We have something looming. There's something happening. We just don't know. And you said, well, it's a sunset industry. Wow. Yeah, I think that sums it up. I mean, it is a sunset industry. It is what it is. Um, We like what we like. This happens to be what we like. And, um, Unfortunately, it's going to go away at some point. Yeah, because they're simply not minting, I don't want to say any, but they're not minting enough new smokers, new premium cigar smokers. I, I think it's less that and more just the the flow and the drive of the universe and what directions it's going huh. in. You know, I mean, some things just go away and then other, other things come about. And we, you know, look without you know really getting into the issue we, we know cigars are not the don't pose the health risks that other things in tobacco do but you have an enormous uneducated mass of people that don't understand that you know this is a product to which people are not right. addicted really uses a pastime consumers are educated they, they don't realize that and just i don't know that the unstoppable force of progress is going to uh you know, make an exception for us, uh, you know, and at some point in time, I think this thing will be driven far underground. Right. Well, underground or off the face of the earth. I don't see it going off the face of the earth. And that's not exactly why I wanted to talk about it. I don't see it going off the face of the earth, but I do see it for lack of a better word being canceled. I mean, cancel culture yeah, is in full uh, yeah, effect. That's a, good way. that's a good way to put it. Uh, I mean, off the face of the earth, maybe, but at that point we got bigger worry about right i mean that's at a, at a point when things look very different than they do today i suppose but i mean you have some countries like finland that says okay 2030 we want no cigarettes no smoking of any kind um and you know I, i'm i'm we're a global company right i'm, I'm more a european brand than i am a u.s right. brand so i'm sensitive as well to how other countries look at this and they're you know the, the, the one cigar club in finland they they they've been constantly fighting the local authorities and the Finnish equivalent of the FDA. And the craziest thing that they came up with is they said, look, you can't have your, and private club, Hmm. by the way, you can't have your club because cleaners have to go in there. And they said, well, the cleaner comes in at, you know, in the middle of the night, she comes like three, 4 AM or something, does the cleaning. And they said, well, it's, you know, and the the smoke is cleared out by then. And and by the way, the cleaner smokes cigarettes, but that's a whole other issue. and then they came back and they said, no, it's third-hand smoke that we're worried about. And they, they said, Third. what? They said, well, 
third hand smoke there could be some smoke that's you know that's stuck to the tables and the furniture and somehow these harmful properties will get uh will impact the cleaner who's in the room even though you haven't smoked in there for five hours like that's the level of insanity we, we've wow. arrived at and it's not just finland it's nonsense is everywhere i just don't see you know sensible minds prevailing and uh explaining to fanatics that this is not a big deal if you don't like smoking it's maybe annoying right but it's completely over the course of several years decades has been demonized fully for the general public of course and that is what it is we're not fighting that but how and hopefully the pendulum swings back like with everything else you know a few years ago, people were wearing bell bottoms again. You never know what comes back, right? But that's not up to us. That's not up to whatever. I don't know what that's up to the the greater consciousness. But how do you navigate that industry when you take stock of it and you realize that's what the case is? How do you operate under that cloud? You just you know well, you try to get through the day and hope for the best. I mean. You know, it's life. Thankfully, in this sense, life is short. I mean, we're here to enjoy ourselves, do what we can do. And, you know, it, it, you know, the, the seafood's going to run out in, in uh, a few few decades. Now there's all these articles about coffee. You know, we, we've got maybe until 2050 or something. And there's there's no more right. coffee because of climate change. I mean, everything's going away, you know, and, I, and I'm not I'm not a doomsday guy. I mean, there's probably plenty of great things that are going to uh, come about as well. But nothing is static, you know. <laughs> Everything changes. right, and then all the new stuff seems so sterile, and so not as much fun as yeah. new stuff used to be. But maybe that's just me getting old, er, er. Yeah, but you have to think about. I mean, I know it's off topic, but like I get off a, a plane in a country that I don't know anyone, and I've got a, a phone in my pocket where I got maps. I can call a car. Like I remember going to Europe in the late nineties, you know, for work and spending entire days to figure out. Well, now I can figure out in 30 seconds on my phone. So it's not like we're not getting anything new and exciting in this world. Right. But un- unfortunately, cigars might have to sell. <laughs> so, so, so you just live with it, in other words, and you keep doing the next right thing as far as what, what's right for you and what's right for the company. Do you think there's anything we could do to facilitate a turnaround to make it something yeah, I mean, more you palatable? Always, you you want to educate people. You when when you have when it comes up when someone you know scoffs their nose because they see a cigar. You want to do what you can to educate that person on a, on a human level, and it might not be much, but if everyone engaged everyone else, there might be uh, you know wiser people, less animosity, and maybe more smokers. Maybe or or maybe less demonization because I, I live in a Pacific Northwest, and that's pretty well known to be a anti-tobacco zone. And when people see me smoking a cigar, first of all, people see me smoking a cigar. I'm on my porch or on, you know, I'm off at the side of my house and they look horrified a lot of times. So when somebody comes over and talks to me, they're inevitable. They're like curiously horrified. And, and, and to, if I could digress a little bit, look at the internet, you have people asking questions. uh, Am I going to get sick if I smoke one cigar? Is it, is it okay if I smoke a cigar? These things are not poison, but that, that, that aside, yeah. it's, it's just been such a, it's actually a fantastic experiment in mind control, but it's the it, just boots on the ground a day in my life. 
I have neighbors because unfortunately, you know, I don't like living outside of town. I don't like driving, but you know, I'm in town and I have neighbors and I inevitably have to talk to them because they don't believe for very long that I don't speak English. So there I am. I have to <laughs> fucking talk to them. And when premium cigars come up, you know, it's always like, hi, what do you do? And I say, well, stuff with cigars, you know, stuff with wine. I'm a writer, but I work in these industries and, and they hear wine. That's fine. That's interesting. They hear coffee. Talked about coffee. I do some coffee stuff. That's fine. That's interesting. That's actually pretty cool, you know? And when they hear tobacco, you could see them like cringe. And I have to tell them, I don't know, for my benefit, for theirs, for whoever's, just for the record, you know, I'm not working for Philip Morris. I'm I'm not peddling doses of nicotine and God knows what else. This is a natural product. This is yeah. Leaf. Would, maybe maybe all. It's possible that we we should develop like the elevator pitch for cigar smokers. So when someone asks you anything, you have a three or four line go to pitch that that can in as best a way possible summarize and soften and explain and it does soften you know because like you, when they know the littlest tiniest bit like just that it's 100 percent tobacco nothing nothing else you could see them get a little interested or you could at least see them less cringe it, less like on their heels yeah the the, the big thing that people don't understand is that lack of the addictive nature of this and the fact that while on paper there's a, a lot of nicotine in the right. cigar, it's just not it's not delivering the nicotine to the human body like other products are and none of us are smoking cigars because we want to be buzzed or high it's, this is all about taste and um, you know uh, conveying that to the non-smoker I think maybe is, is the important bridge piece of information that might bring them over to understand yeah. that hey this is not just some and, and i'm not even i, I gotta tell you i'm not even trying to be an ambassador i'm not trying to stick a cigar in anybody's mouth because you know sure. it's whatever i'm not a salesman you know at least not at that point right but it is nice to see that it very quickly gets softened and i've been a, a cigar smoker for years i don't know what it's like to view a cigar smoker from the outside from not knowing what the heck a cigar mm. is and I could only imagine from what I've seen, it's freaking horrifying. It, it, it's it's like, uh, what, do you, what do you do for a living, Cap? You know, hey, I'm the new neighbor. What do you do for a living? And I say, well, you know, I, uh, I, I live a little differently than most. I don't have a nine to five. I eat shit all day. That's what I do. <laughs> I take shit from cows. I take shit from dogs. And I just lump it into a bowl and I eat it all day. And that's really like the initial response looks like that but it diffuses real quickly. And I've had conversations with people that not only, you know, they come to me thinking I'm eating shit and they realize I'm smoking a hundred percent natural product. And then if they want to ask me further questions, Jesus, it's, there's fermentation. That's popular. You know, there, there's interesting mm -hmm. stuff. It's very much. And a lot of feedback I get is, Oh, that's a lot like wine. And yeah, it kind of is. Sure. Let's go there. You know, whatever your comfort level. But I think we should be proactive because I was talking earlier in the show about how reactive we are as an industry and not even very quickly reactive. 
but I think we should be proactive. And I think I'm going to make you a pitch. I, 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 I like making pitches. I think to get the younger crowd, and I'm talking about adults. When I say younger sure. in premium cigars, I mean, let's capture the 45-year-olds. So, <laughs> so to capture the 45-year-olds, hear me out, okay? Talk about an elevator pitch. How about this, Darren? Speed smoking. <laughs> that that would be the most inelegant approach, I think, that uh, one could come up with. We do that. No, I don't we, know, we, man. Do, we do in your face speed smoking, lots of lots of different camera angles, lots of choppy editing, <laughs> right? Uh, lots of different colors. You're on your own. No, 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 hear me out. The elevator didn't ding yet. Lots of different colors. We get it out there and speed smoking. I say we could at least get as popular as curling. If, if we could posit something <laughs> at least as, po uh, as popular as curling, I think we've accomplished something. And I'm going to say speed smoking. So, so, so figure, uh, uh, you know what? I could tell you like the idea and I could tell you want to hear more about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm How would by you speed smoke? Uh, well, I mean, speed smoking is, you know, it, it, everything about that is bad. I mean, it, that's exactly how to take all the flavor and enjoyment out of a cigar, right? I mean, I know this because I am a naturally fast smoker, so I'm constantly pacing myself, you know, constantly trying to uh, adjust myself to get the maximum performance out of a cigar, which is, you know, a state that's less than what, what my natural instinct is. And I do puffing. realize that you are a champion, a world champion, slow smoker, okay? Yeah, but and even that is like you know it's all it's a different activity. That's not really smoking. You know, so I, I don't right. So 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 there you go. For right from your mouth, speed smoking. It's not really smoking, but it's know. way more. It, it it'll really hit that forty five year old demographic. And I, there there was like I was at some event I think in Poland, and they had like a there was an ash competition, but like some there was some speed element to it. And I just like stumbled upon it at this whiskey festival and i thought why not and i sat down i think this was at the point when i was the world champion too. <laughs> i came in like second or third in this thing well, that's embarrassing no that's not embarrassing <laughs> at all you, you you're you're the champion slow smoker you're you, no but it was like it was like eight guys so oh uh, yeah you, you you kind of finish in the middle of the pack yeah. that, 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 that's yeah. that's not <laughs> so so we'll, we'll refine, maybe refine is the wrong word, but we'll refine this. I think there's something there, Darren, I, 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 and I can see you're interested furthermore. We, we can agree to disagree. You're right. I'm correct. And I, I really think that's something we could do. But yeah, so the FDA stuff, before I let you go, uh, what's your takeaway exactly? Because I don't want to put words in your mouth. I may be you know drew a thin sure. line over there with that with you know you replying with the sunset I thing know, man I, I i think that this whole thing is i mean it doesn't make any sense and we know that so it's just agendas being pushed you know and you know who really knows is it big tobacco is it cigarettes but somehow they managed to craft a bunch of nonsense legislation that only benefited big tobacco and nobody else didn't benefit consumers didn't benefit cigar manufacturers retailers right. anyone um, big tobacco sure was happy. So like right then you got to look at it and say something's wrong. Hmm. So <clears throat> I don't know that clearer heads will prevail. I don't know that any level of 
you know, public education or engagement can have any effect when the motivation for something is just out of left field. Like, how are you going to stop an attack on a, that's motivated by something that has nothing to do with reality? Right. Reality is, you know, if cigars are harmful, maybe we ought to have warning labels or X, Y, Z. And explore that issue. But that's not what's motivating this. What's motivating this is some big corporation wants to make more money and take away from someone else. So, you know, how are you going to fix that (laughs) by being sensible? Right. You just can't beat the machine. And it's going to come back. And in some way, shape, or form, it will come back. I mean, I bet we have a few years now where, you know, the powers that be maybe are stumbling a little bit trying to figure out what's going to happen next. But there will be some push in the future. Whether it's under this form or right, because uh, because know, the ball is in, in the, world, the ball the is in thing. their court. They didn't lose any power. Yeah. They're still calling the shots. They just got sent back to do some homework, and it's going to take years for them to do it. <clears throat> you know, they're a bureaucratic branch of the government for Christ's sake. So let's not expect the anytime soon. The only thing I could say is, you know, it's possible that the FDA does not want to do this. You know, like. They they maybe had to at some level. Well, it did get. It, it did I almost get, sense it did get dropped in their lap. You know, they didn't come looking for yeah, it necessarily. Yeah. And the judge even made a statement that indicated that that might be the case. I mean, it's completely possible they don't want this, but they had to follow it through. Otherwise, they would have been sued. So now they've done it. The judge threw it out for now. They they may be as happy with this decision as we are. They just can't publicly say it. And if that's the case, hmm. maybe we're in a slightly better position. That's an interesting take that I haven't heard of before. And that's entirely feasible. I mean, what isn't feasible at this point to a certain extent? Because we don't know what we're looking right. at still. But that that's interesting because Congress kind of passed it. Congress didn't want it. They kicked it over to the FDA. And now the FDA is sitting right. with it again in their court and... There's no hurry. And even before this, they said there was no hurry because they said that premium cigars weren't going to take any kind of a precedence with them. All right. So you might be on to something there. I don't know. But it, but even, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm always the, the, the Debbie Downer. And my initial reaction was, well, this is a win, I guess. But it would have been great if they just got rid of it altogether. That wasn't necessarily in Judge Meta's realm to do that he did what he could do it was a win for us i mean he's not the patron saint of tobacco like i said earlier in another segment he just didn't this is what he had to do as a judge so what do you see coming in an immediate future then do you think like a bunch of new releases are going to come out because everybody's going to get like oprah crazy you get a new cigar you get a new cigar you get a uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I think it's just going to be business as usual. You know, there's going to be some complacency from some segments of the industry. People are going to, it doesn't pay for you to have more releases than you would schedule anyway. So it, it's just going to, um, you know, it's just going to be business as usual for a couple of years. And it's at least it's a sort of a stay of execution. And, you know, a company like mine that's small can move ahead with plans for new projects. And at least we get a, a few more years to figure this whole thing out. Yeah. So, so what do you see happening at the end? Let's go back to the sunset to close out with this. What do you see happening with the cigar? I don't even want to say industry, but with the cigar culture, does it go underground? What happens? Or is it just 
it it just gets it just shrinks. I mean, it just it's sunset doesn't mean that the sun's gone forever, but <laughs> the sun is going down on the horizon. I, I I thought this would be a great name for a brand. I, I should do a line or a limited edition line just called Sunset Industry, <laughs> uh, just a sunset <laughs> label, you know, an homage to this concept. Yeah. But uh, that's it, man. We just you know we watch the thing shrink, and you know, it, it, just we could in the meantime have have ebbs and flows of interest. I mean, it doesn't mean that it's it's all it's dead right. tomorrow. But as the the eons pass, this is one of those things that's going away. Uh, sadly, yeah. I, I mean, uh, the good thing about me being forty five now is maybe I'll be dead by then. You know, because uh, because yeah, I definitely well. won't live long enough for it to rise again. I don't know. Who knows? You know, we're, we're, we're alive at a great time. I mean, we can, it, it, I'm not like a, I don't have a negative view of the world. I mean, if you really look at things, mostly everything is getting better. I mean, if you take the grand, you know, far back high level view of right. things that, you know, things are better now than they were 50 years ago and 50 years before that, hundred years before that, if you look at human civilization, things are always getting right. better. And yeah, there's some losses along the way, but hopefully we're on the right path as a society. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Screw society. I want to talk about cigars. And you talked about cigars <laughs> with me, so I appreciate right. it. And uh, there was a little technical difficulties. I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, hopefully I'll even out some of the sound. But um, yeah, what you said stuck with me. And I'm, I, I think I'm done thinking about it, but it might circle back in. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, man. Happy to be here. Let's anytime. not make it that long again. So I'll have you on real quick. Say something else fascinating and I'll have you on immediately. We'll <laughs> take do. it easy, Darren. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. You are listening to Kaplowitz Radio, a Kaplowitz Media production. Kaplowitz Media, cigars, coffee, wine, written reviews, spoken views, www.kaplow.com. I-T-Z dot X-Y-Z. All right, gentle persons, back with another segment of uh, Capitalist Radio, episode 190. This will probably be the final segment of this particular show, so if you've made it thus far, you can make it just a little goddamn further. With me now is uh, Kevin Moss, as I live and breathe. That is correct. Can you hear me okay? What? That's right. You know, riddled with audio difficulties. It sounds like you're a million miles away, Kevin. Does it this really? Ho- yeah, a little bit. But if, if you could fix it, that's fine. If not, I can't either. But you <laughs> can, can still I play. Can, I can fix it. Hold on just one second. I'm, uh, awesome. I'm actually in my vehicle. Wow. Let me take this opportunity to tell you gentle persons to go right now and visit That That should be much better. Wow. Look at you. If you could have done that from the beginning, it's 2020. Why did you not? I, uh, I was driving, so I connected to my Bluetooth, my car, whole big God. mess. I'm well, a, well, I don't know. I, I I was a guest of yours not very long ago, and you gave me a hell of an interview on Zoom, and I figured I'd reciprocate here with an interview. <laughs> That's awesome. 
And I thank you for, you know, taking the time out. I know you're a busy gal and you get around and all that, but I appreciate you sitting down with me here or driving around with me. And I do have a series of questions for you, Kevin. I'm prepared to answer. Awesome. Okay. Well, where did I put them? I had them somewhere. I think I left them inside. No, wait, I'm inside. These are all these are all jokes that only play if you uh, if you listen to the interview of mine with Kevin. But Kevin, here's a I, I found one. What's your favorite color? I would have to say red. Red. Now, I do like red. Kevin, Kevin. Stolen Throne cigars. Lee Marshall. Right. Is your favorite color red? Just because it happens to be Lee's favorite color. That is not the case. Although uh, I did know that was his favorite color, we do have a very similar uh, color palette. But I like to step out of the the color wheel that he lives in and um, uh, go for some wild stuff sometimes. But if I had to pick one, I think uh, red would be. What's your favorite favorite number? Oh, gee, I don't even have a favorite number. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Why? I don't know. I just I, I picked a number. I got on the spot and the I picked a number. You sit down. You have to write a letter by hand. Do you prefer black or blue ink? Uh, black ink and cursive writing. Cursive writing. Yes. Are you seventy three years old? No, but it's a lost art. Interesting. Interesting. Now, also, Kevin, again, stolen thrown cigars. I, you know, in the interest of full disclosure, I pulled Lee aside and I was like, come on, what's up with Kevin? (laughs) You know, and he's like, no, you don't understand. This guy is a genius at selling cigars. (laughs) I I appreciate that he would say that. I was Uh, like, what? I figured I figured Kevin would have been a little bit different. (laughs) So so we'll, we'll go with we'll go with that. And I'm not even seeing that, saying that's legitimately what happened. I'm trying to cobble together a segue to ask you this. How do you sell cigars? It's something we never really talked about on the show here. And it's an intricate part of the industry. Getting the cigars from the manufacturer to a retail shelf, it's not that easy. How do right. you succeed in it? Right. Um there's a lot of things, right? So I learned a lot of this from Lee. So I'll give him the credit on it, uh, on, on some of the stuff for how to get from the industry perspective to the retailer. So Lee taught, taught a lot of that for me. I do a lot of the, the hand to hand sale to the consumer. So when you come up to, to us in an event and ask about our cigar, ask about, um, you know, what, what the kind of stuff we're working with, but really, I'm not selling you a cigar, right? I'm excel- I'm selling you an experience. What they're doing, right? It's the it's the age of 2020, so they're uh, the internet is prevalent now, which I didn't know if you were aware, but the internet's here. It's here to stay. Internet. So they're just okay. They're, I'll write that down. They're right, in yeah, cursive. Right, yeah. Yes, uh, with a, a black pen. Please. With a um, yes, sir. Preferably, preferably a fine tip. Um, oh, okay. Like the scratchy ones, you know, they make a little scratchy ones. But uh, mm-hmm. we're se- we're selling you an experience, right? So, uh, like Lee always says, it's an elastic product. It's a uh, it's a consumable uh, that you don't necessarily need, right? But you want hmm. because there's a lot of things that um, 
that you want to have, you know, an experience. But what I like to do is uh, I'm extremely proud to work for Stolen Throne. I'm extremely proud of the product that that him and JR had created. Um, I believe that it's one of the best cigars, on, if not the best cigar on the market. Cap Lewis, um, let me stop you right there. Cap Lewis Media Co-Cigar of the Year reigning. Co-Cigar of the Year. Currently. Absolutely. And, and potential potential creeping on a repeat if you if you listen to our interview from the zoom but mm-hmm. uh, you're spending money so you're going out and you're spending your money you're putting it and uh, in the hands of the retailer and we're putting our product in the hands of the retailer to make that exchange happen so we're proud of what we do um, but i'm selling you an experience and i like people right it, weird as that sounds i like to talk to people i like to learn about them um and when you come up, I, you know, I don't just say, hey, you should have our cigar because it's good. I could do that. And people would probably buy it because we're from a cigar company and they want to do that. But that's the expected, um, you know, the cut and the dry, expected. whatever. Right. Cut and dry. What do you like? Oh, I smoke this. Here you go. Right. But a lot of guys will come up and say, and, and we had an experience at our last event where a guy said, look, I don't like Sumatra wrappers. I don't. I said, I don't like Sumatra wrapper. You know, I, I just don't like it. I don't care for it. Never have, never will. Huh. So we said, you know what? Just try one of our cigars. Our new Sumatra, the called arm Sumatra. Try one. See if you like it. And it's totally different than any Sumatra you've ever smoked. You know, and he and he, he tried it. He went outside, smoked it. He came back and he bought a bundle of cigars on the spot. Wow. So there uh, you go. But, now, how do you take that? Your Sumatra doesn't taste like a Sumatra? Or is it just such a Sumatra? that you haven't experienced Sumatra until you've experienced the call to arms. <laughs> I'm going to go with option B. You haven't experienced Sumatra. <laughs> <so> you go. <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> so, uh, it's just, it's a focus on quality. It's a focus on craftsmanship. It's Lee's, you know, Lee does all of the blending for stolen thrones. So it's a focus on um, making a cigar that, you know, meets the, the intent of the blender and we can, then put that product into the hands of the consumer um, with an exchange sale. Like really sell you an experience. I want you to smoke stolen throne cigars and I want to sell you the second sale. Uh, The first one's Mm -hmm. great, right? Um, I want to, you know, I want you to try the cigar. If you've never had it, I want you to taste it. But what I really, really, really want you to do is come back and buy it again. And that's, and that promotes the relationship that we built with our retailer that builds us a customer for life. That builds us somebody who's going to keep coming back and buying that cigar. So I'm focused on the second sale. I want you to try it, but I really want you to like it and come back and have it again. How do you accomplish that? We're straight up regular people. We're just, we're, we're, we were consumers. We're guys that, that like to have a good time. We're, you know, we're not uh, too good to talk to anybody. We'll stand at the table for uh, eight, 10, 12, as, as many hours as you want and talk to every single customer the same way that we, you know, talk to each other. And we have, uh, uh, we bring you into what we do in stolen throne and say, here's what we have to offer you. I promise you're not going to waste your money on this. Um, and you know, uh, just give it a try and, and experience what we can do as a, a true boutique cigar. I have another question and a follow up to what you just said. Boxers or briefs. Oh, I am, a um, I like tight, boxer briefs so like uh, uh no like no 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 you misunderstand nice. what do you think i'm wearing right now boxers or briefs oh uh 
I was hoping neither. Is, is Commando? That I, I, uh, I guess I can't say that. Yeah, I have a different with, word for it. With COVID going around, are you insane? <laughs> I mean, you gotta. are you wearing the mask there? Or is it the mask? I, 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 I'm not. I'll look. I'll, uh, I'm flustered. I'll look into it. I, I might have misunderstood what the CDC was trying to have me accomplish. Um, I mean, it's very, it's very mistakable to cover your important pieces. Yeah, I mean, it's, what's a boutique cigar? What's a you boutique said cigar? boutique? What's very a boutique cigar? Right. Well, but but uh, hold on one it's, sec. It's you wear those tight boxers. I yes. can never get used to them. I don't know if it's the way I'm built or like what, the, but they they roll up on my thigh throughout the day. And but you gotta have some. You gotta have some chunky. I don't man have legs. chunky man legs. It's not gonna. Work I out. guess I. I it just it, it's like they stretch out and they kind of start riding up on you and i'm like pushing them down through my jeans it's you know you know what like uh back in the day do you remember uh husky sized pants yes i do i was slim were you husky i was not i've never worn slim a day in my life slim is not a a word (laughs) so that's the difference and yeah you got disclosure i'm a tidy whitey guy hey you know, Good for you, <laughs> like, you've, you've, <laughs> there's so much that can it, go wrong. It, man. At the end of the day, I love the comedic value of stripping down, and I'm wearing tidy whities. Never makes it. Never doesn't make yeah, me giggle just a little bit. Because there's nothing worse. I feel like there's nothing. Absolutely worse nothing worse. Whitey. I have like 50 pairs of them. But back to the boutiques. Well, you have to. But back to <laughs> well, for a little bit. And then they're tidy yellowish browns. But I don't want to get into that (laughs) kind of Lucy, less tidy yellowish brownies kind of thing. You know, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Loved. They're they're well loved. But back again, jumping all over. I hope I'm giving you as good an interview as you gave me. I love it. This is the first time I've ever. You're you're hanging in there really well. You're doing great. If you could hang on to this, you could hang on to anything. What's a boutique cigar? Boutique cigar. I think that by definition, right, a boutique cigar is something, you know, maybe in a smaller factory or maybe something made uh, in a different sort of style or or a smaller company. I think a boutique cigar for me and my definition is something that is not readily available in maybe a large retailer or a magazine or on the internet is as prevalent where you can just go anywhere and find it. Hmm. Right. Um, I think a boutique cigar is something that somebody actually puts a ton of care into and a lot of uh, development and then puts that product out to certain retailers who really understand what the cigar is about and how the leaves work together and how they're, you know, the, the wrapper tastes and what experience you're going to have and can, and can really appreciate the quality of a, a cigar. And I think, uh, you know, stolen throne nails huh. that, with uh, extreme quality in every single cigar, um, how they're weighted and draw tested, and you know how Lee does develops all the blending and and how the flavors work together. I think it really creates an experience, not so much a cigar. 
That is perhaps the best definition of a boutique cigar that I've heard, because usually people get bogged down in a mire of numbers. Well, it's it can't be more than this many are made, and no, but that I, I really think, wow, you, I am fully impressed. And before I let you go, one final question: You ready? Party you ready? Shot. Less of less a, of a question. Yeah. More of an opportunity. Okay. Okay. Give okay. me your best bidet story. Yes. A bidet story? I do. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I have so many stories about toilets. Um, <laughs> Which is a funny thing. I bet you never I thought you'd a... say that when you agreed to be on here. No, I've never. I never knew that I would have to think of so many toilet stories. I think the, the funniest bidet story that I might have, uh, it was the first time I ever actually saw one in a house and I had no idea what it was. Like I, I fully full disclosure thought that there was a water fountain in the bathroom next to the toilet. Okay. That was the, you, right? I didn't beg I didn't, the question. Commit. Thank you for answering. I commit. But I did, I did go like, why does this toilet not have a lid and why does it look a little different? And I turned the knob and it, you know, blasts across the room. And I was like, I don't really understand what this is for. So when I went back out, this was in, I was in Germany at the time. When I went back out, I asked the person, you know, that lived in the house, I said, well, why do you have a water fountain in your bathroom? And he said, no, you idiot. That's to water. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh, oh. wow. And uh, I was, I was like uh, taken back that, you wash well, i was like you wait what so of course i had to give it a test drive i you know? i just want to go on the record as saying i that was straight off the cuff i didn't know that you had a bidet story that i got a ton that of, was ton of that was beautiful that was that was yeah. podcasting magic that was insane i've never they also have urinals in their houses which I find is a great. I now need a urinal in my house. Yeah, could you could you think of anything different until until Snack Tray comes out with a, a urinal cake in his hand and going, "Who put this right, large right. in?" This tastes weird. <laughs> yeah, this one this... is very smelly. <laughs> wow! So this has been great. We need Absolutely. to do this again, and you need to come on with Lee, and we all need to do stuff okay. and create more magic oh i did have one final question i forgot okay. um i again i don't know what i did with it oh yeah you probably probably wrote it down yeah it, you know i wrote it in cursive i can't read it as it looks like and the, this fine point it looks it's like it's disappearing as i'm focusing on it Can't quite. Oh, here it is. Silliest religion. <laughs> or you could uh, pass, and we could call it a day. No, oh, no, I got to answer. Okay, right? put me on the spot. I'm not a. I'm not a very mm -hmm. religious person. Mm -hmm. so let's start that. But I got to think that uh, the Scientology might be up to the top. I mean, aliens. <laughs> if you there's like spaceships and shit i mean that's uh i don't know and john travolta isn't he isn't tom he a cruise john travolta 
Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, same same difference, right? Whether, yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise or same, John same difference. Whatever. Same whoever. difference. John Cruise. Yeah. yeah. Tom Cruise. John Cruise. We'll call them both John Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Travolta was really great <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. I don't know. I think whatever. What are, there's always going to be some kind of silly religion that that pops up and cult cult followings or whatever, but. You know, if people just were themselves, that's that's what I want. Everybody just needs to be themselves. Even, even, and, uh, you know, yeah, I guess, you know, just be yourself, but don't get me involved. And with that, yeah. with that, I'd like to wrap all this up with, I love the line, that's Absolutely. for cleaning your butthole. And I wish I could entitle this whole show yeah, that. that. <laughs> I feel like there, you're missing an opportunity. If you we'll don't. see. It would break form. But we'll see. I doubt it. Well, I don't know. But you have to star out like the the but like the U the T and the T of butt. <laughs> right. You have to make it stars, or just all everything but the B and the E at the end. Just star out the rest of it. And, uh, we'll see. So it, we'll you know, see. You or 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 Kevin, further. you cannot tell me what to do, and you can get lost. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do here in about thirty seconds. But before I depart. Everybody should buy Stolen Throne cigars, and they should give those a try. If you don't have them in your local B&M, find me on Instagram. Beautiful. Way to sneak that in. I just I, – I, it's a program. That is great. All right. Out. Get out of here. <laughs> All Later. right, Cap. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. You are listening to Kaplowitz Radio, a Kaplowitz Media production. Kaplowitz Media, cigars, coffee, wine, written reviews, spoken views, www.kaplowitz.xyz. Okay, time now for a little Kaplowitz Reads Kaplowitz, and we'll begin over at Kaplowitz Media Cigars with, of course, a cigar review. Uh, Before I forget to mention, now is a good time for you all to read along with me. And in reading along with me, you'll be visiting kaplowitz.xyz. That's K-A-P-L-O-W-I-T-Z dot X-Y-Z. And uh, please to note, a touch of a new look up top. Regardless... Thursday, August 20, 2020, Illusione Cigars 888, Necessary and Sufficient, Candela in Review, Old Issues of DRF. Illusione, again, Illusione 888, Candela Claro, Necessary and Sufficient, Rapper is a Nick, Candela, Binder, Filler, Guts, if you will, and I do, Nick, and Format. Churchill, seven and a, uh, six and a quarter by 48. Origin is Nick. Uh, intensity I found to be mild, medium. And the website can be found at illusionescigars.com. Proud sponsor of Capitalist Media Notes. White peppercorn floral suede. White peppercorn angular at first, then folded into an inherent sweet creaminess. Sheepskin suede plays well and complexly with that kicky cream. Then there's the very 
floral gambit, dandelion, roots and all, and chamomile mainly, both making nice teas. There's a crisp, parenthetical, Granny Smith apple dryness to the latter. Uh, dry is there in a further fruity manner as well. Uh, Riesling looks -y. When I say dry, I do not mean arid. A uh, fairly juicy palate, actually, briskly so. Undertones of vanilla, lemongrass, with its hint of ginger. Almost minty. Mm. Some cardamom, too. Underbelly is laid out on white sand. A tick of kaolin in there. That's white dirt. Uh, way down is a finely ground black pepper. This envelops the profile in distinctly separate pepperiness. Uh, extraordinarily structured, quite complex, moderately nuanced. That black pepper is introed as part of a nifty midpoint transition parcel. Offers nice structuring. Combustion-wise, a pair of retouches are mandated on either end of that halfway mark. Ash grows in airy clumps. A tartly sweet aroma happens thinly about at first, but lingers to culminate nicely and bear a bit of an oomph. As to construction, no hard slash soft spots. Excellent draw with a slight resistance. A thing to note is the green top leaf here handles more durably than most double claros. Ebbing and flowing subtly throughout are old issues of DRF tucked into the crooks of checker patterned sports coat sleeves. Final grade. B. Plus. Forging on ahead now, one more thing. Over at Capulet's Media, Wine. And that could be found again at www.kaplowitz.xyz. And there's an obvious direct link right to the wine spot from there. Uh, but maybe stay there a while and read about some cigars. Nevertheless, Thursday, August 20, 2020. Blackbird Hill Wine Cellars, 2018. Chardonnay, Willamette Valley, in review. The mind may wander. Have you Kaplowitz today, apparently, uh, rhetorically ask, as I do at the top of each of my posts. Bluebird Hill Cellars, 2018 Chardonnay. Appellation is Willamette Valley, Oregon, USA. Mm-mm-mm. USA Vineyard Aurora Colony and Sunrise Vineyard Varietal again Chardonnay alcohol 14.3% Notes Granny Smith Apples Lemon Meringue Green Anjou pe Pear uh, Noses a bit on a muted side with a tick of rubbing alcohol addition uh, Pale Fruits and New Oak there predominantly uh, a half tick vegetal Strong lacing in the grass, clear to the eyes, yet shy of crisp. A pretty girl in PJs. Sips of Bigly Apples Granny Smiths. Hard to see around at times, most times. Buttery too, but not in bunches, say. A negative medium-bodied. Lemon meringue pie. Green anju pear on the back end. Further back is a sort of almond skin. Uh, lime toward the back of the palate in a distinct citrus bitterness. Hints at a key lime pie, quite a pastry thing. Nevertheless, imbalanced toward that apple note, vanilla extract diluted and on the finish. The finish is nice and lengthy, if not rather ordinary. Uh, for all its fruitiness, I feel some acidity is lacking. 
Fake it till you make it by pairing with a shrimp scampi or vote your reality, not your dreams with a white pizza. Very drinkable, although the mind may wander. Final grade, B. You are listening to Kaplowitz Radio, a Kaplowitz Media production. Kaplowitz Media, cigars, coffee, wine, written reviews, spoken views, www.kaplowitz.xyz. It's time for our art section here on Kaplowitz Radio, episode 190, and we are going to start with some song lyrics and then wrap up with a couple of Bukowski poems, it being, uh, just in the rear view, uh, Bukowski's 100th birthday, but again, like I said, starting with Colossus from the idols I was done in on the weekend the weekend lasted 20 years the world's best bulimic bartender violent and queer forgive me father I have sinned I've drained my body full of pins I've danced till dawn with splintered shins full of pins Full of pins goes and it goes and it goes 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 they laugh at me when I run I waste away for fun I am my father's son his shadow weighs a ton goes and it goes and it goes 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 they laugh at me when I run I waste away for fun I am my father's son his shadow weighs a ton goes and it goes and it goes 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 forgive me father i have sinned i've drained my body full of pins i've danced till dawn with splintered shins full of pins full of pins Goes and it goes and it goes, goes and it goes and it goes, goes and it goes and it goes, go, 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 go. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I don't want to be your man 
Your man. I don't want to be your man, your man. I'm like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I put homophobes in coffins. I'm like Fred Astaire. I dance like I don't care. I'm like Ted DiBiase. I win no matter what it costs me. I'm like Evil Knievel. I break bones for my people. I'm on on my best behavior like Jesus Christ, our Savior. I'm like Reggie Cray. Like I said, let's get into some Bukowski. To Kiss the Worms Goodnight, and this is from a book entitled Burning in Water, Drowning in Flame, Selected Poems, 1955-1973. Cool enough to die, but not kill. I take my doctor's green pill. Drink tea as the sharks swim through vases of flowers. Ten times around they go. Twenty Searching for my sissy heart in a freak May night in Los Angeles, Sunday, somebody playing Beethoven. I sit behind pull shades in ambush as ambitious men with new automobiles and new blondes command the streets. I sit in a rented room, carving a wooden rifle, drawing pictures of naked ladies, bulls, Love affairs, old men on the walls with children's crayons. It is up to each of us to live in whatever way we can, as the generals, doctors, policemen warn and torture us. I bathe once a day. I am frightened by cats and shadows, sleep hardly at all. When my heart stops, the whole world will get quicker better, warmer. Summer will follow summer. The air will be lake clear and the meaning too. But meanwhile, the green pill, these greasy floors off the avenue and down there, a plot of worms, of worms, of worms. And up here, no nymph blonde. I love me to sleep while I am waiting. the flower in the valkyrie mountains among the strutting peacocks i found my flower as large as my head and when i reached in to smell it i lost an earlobe part of my nose one eye and half a pack of cigarettes i came back the next day to hack the damn thing down but i found it so beautiful i killed a peacock instead You are listening to Kaplowitz Radio, a Kaplowitz Media production. Kaplowitz Media, cigars, coffee, wine, written reviews, spoken views, www.kaplowitz.xyz. Amazing. I, I didn't like that one. I didn't like that one.